Guys, welcome back to the NRL Dom Podcast. I love getting in here before the intro, just catching you off guard on your way to work. How good is that? But um, no, I thought I'd just jump in here because you probably saw that this episode is an hour long and I normally tap out after about 30 minutes. So I thought I'd get in and let you know what's going on. We're doing a top 50-ish tier list with the Supercoach Whisperer, but you know I had to come in here and tell you guys who got the hot take of the week, because that's what we do around here. That's what we do, thanks to What's Your Team. So guys, you're showing it mad love, and i got to say thanks for it, getting in my DMs and always sending me good stuff. I mean, let's go through a couple here. Uh, we've got dogs to stay in the bottom four. I mean, that's pretty brutal after the showing yesterday. Uh, TPJ goes through the season without getting suspended. You better believe that I wanted this to be it so bad, Dean. Please send me one in the future because this is so close. It's the, it's the closest second ever and it's not because of my dying love for Tavita Pangai Jr. either. People think it's crazy that I think that's uh, uh, like a valid hot take, but I just do think it is. I think, I know he tried to rip someone's head off in the uh, trial on Monday, but I got faith in my man. Kurt Mann to be a top five CTW and super coach. I don't hate that either, but here we go. The one of the week, the guy who's getting it is one and only Noah Buxton. Nico was dangerous on the weekend and him and Neocora are going to be the next big thing. Listen, I'm so in. I'm so ready for this. Nico's been copping flack all offseason. I'm ready. You'll you'll see on my top 60 coming out on Friday, boys. If you're listening to this after Friday, what are you doing, obviously? But get on the Instagram. It'll be out on there. But also, even on this here top 50-ish tier list I'm doing with Whisper, I go out to bat for the fella. Um... But Nico Hines, I think he was electric. Having Neocora run off his hip, and people are saying, oh, but he ran with SJ too. But let's be honest, when SJ was there, he did well. It's just SJ was never there because his legs are low-key, kind of made out of wet paper tissues. And as, and I love SJ. And I love SJ. But um, anyway, boys, thought I'd jump in here, get you before we get going. Enjoy it. It's a long one. Well, it, it, it's actually regular podcast length, but I'm trying to waffle it out now, aren't I? Anyway, sorry, boys. I'll let you get onto it. Me and the Whisperer, the top 50-ish tier list. I hope you enjoy it, and I'll see you all on Friday. Oh, oh he's, he's dropped, dropped the ball, Gaff. No. We've gone up half cock. Melder scored. scored in the corner. It's an intercept for Crichton. Crichton, he's away. Is he away with the Premiership? Hey guys, welcome back to the NRL Don Podcast. We're here with the Whisperer today to do what I've been asked to do for a few weeks now. I keep on ducking it, I keep on diving it. Getting the top 50 done, kinda. Like, it's kind of a top 50, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I guess it gives better insight as to how, how we're thinking. Um, I guess when it comes to draft day, we're so close, man. So like, we've, we've got we've to get prepped, I reckon. We were meant to draft today. Um, and then because of half my city's underwater, some blokes couldn't, uh, couldn't draft. So thoughts and prayers to everyone out here that, um, is swimming to work tomorrow, but, um, we digress, we move on. Uh, so a lot of people messaging me over the last week that you have already drafted and I was trying to help you out during your drafts. That's always a bit tricky. Uh, considering there was like for some five minute timers on some blokes, I tried to help you out where I could, but anyway, <laughs> if for those of you that are drafting this weekend, which I always recommend doing, we're doing the top 50, there's actually 56, 57 guys in here, but we're tier listing them. So we got first rounder, second to third, fourth to fifth is what it is, which is kind of like, if you grab this guy, that's probably good. He's got some value, but if you miss him, I wouldn't stress. Like you don't reach on these guys. And then the last here, not touching him. So the way we've got these guys is, We've got the top 50 averaging 
uh, from last year on Supercoach. Plus, I added a couple guys in there that are kind of something to think about too. But as we've chucked them into the tier list, it's muddled them all up. So this isn't in order. We're just going to start grabbing guys and talking about them and uh, hopefully get it in a nice little package for you boys. Yeah, plenty of guys don't do any prep. They just look at averages from last year. So Don and I thought this would be the best way to do it. That way we can sort it by averages because I'm telling you right now, there's plenty of guys in this list here that will definitely fall outside the top 50 and and rightfully so. So hopefully this, this mm. tier list can give you a bit of a hand. All right. Well, you do the honors. You start us off. Who we got first? Uh, up, up first. It's interesting. So I'm, I'm assuming my eyesight is not fantastic. Does that look like Tommy Turbo to you? It's Daily Cherry Evans. DCE. DCE. Interesting one. I think he's borderline. He's borderline first rounder, top of the second, I I feel personally. Mm. And I guess we'll have the debate as to where, where we put him. I'm probably going to lean towards him being in that second or third tier. Yeah. F- fir- yeah. First, if the halfbacks go mental uh, and, and you're desperately looking for one. But uh, yeah, DCE, halfback two, um, is it fair to say? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon he's probably number two. He's in there fighting with Nico Hines as much as people don't want to believe it, people like you. But um, he's in there in the fight, I believe. Uh, but DCE, you know what you're going to get off him. He's going to be playing off the back of Tommy's hip all year if everything goes to plan. And like I always say, if you don't think Tommy's going to be fit and that's why you're not drafting manly players, rearrange your list to not have him first overall then. So I've got uh, I, I got tur- I got Turbo up in for first round. So by rights, you've got to put DCE second or third easily. He doesn't drop out of the third round whatsoever. Absolutely not. We're, we're debating whether we take him with the first. So yeah, not a chance he drops out of the third. Uh, if you can pick DCE up midway through the second, I think you've done very well. Yeah, definitely. Well, Nathan, moving on, Nathan Cleary, mate. I don't think there's any yeah. any debate here. He's he's the consensus. He's the consensus two pick, and I think he's the consensus two pick for a reason. People are are worried about the shoulder injury, but premierships in yeah. draft are not one in the first month. Uh, just make sure you no. get, make sure you get to finals. If you got a hobble in there, you got a hobble in there. Uh, but but Cleary will be will be primed for your for your finals yeah. run. No, I'm, I'm happy for Cleary to be up there. I think everyone is. Some people asking me if he's still safe to take. Some people asking, should we take Teddy at two? Listen, I don't hate it. Like, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. But no, you, you take Cleary there. Unless you've got this, a massive gut feeling and you're going to kill yourself if you watch Teddy explode this year, you take Cleary at two. Josh what, wouldn't take Teddy probably 16th overall the way he's talked about him all offseason. But yeah. Not that bad. Mate, imagine if you had the third pick and, and you saw Cleary fell to you. Yeah, I know. Hey, in my home league, we draft next Saturday. Uh, if we are still above ground up here in Brizzy, uh, we draft next Saturday, and the guy picking second overall has gone on the record saying he's not taking Cleary. But he's also said he's not taking Teddy either. So he's leaving us all in limbo, and God, I wish that I was still picking third overall. I traded away my pick. So what is, and gosh, he, I wish that I kept that. Is he hoping that, uh, that, Turbo, that, that Turbo falls to, to two? Oh, he's clearly not thinking. That's what's happening. He's clearly not thinking at all. Mate, there, there was no argument when it comes to Cleary being in the first round. How about the Warwick Farms on Fafita? He's looking lean. He's looking really good. Yeah. The All-Star yeah. game, All-Star game, like really just put the nail on the head for me that he is the consensus top 10 pick. Yeah, listen, and I've got stock images for everyone except Dave Fafita because, Jesus, I've been saying it, the Titans media team have been capturing this guy's angles beautifully. I said it uh, on, on a rub on a rubdown episode a week or so ago. You know when players come back from injury and you look at them and they just seem like they're locked in? Yeah. This guy hasn't even been injured and his face looks like he's been hurt for the last decade. He looks so locked in in these videos. And then obviously what he did at the All-Stars game, that run down the sideline, 
<laughs> like this guy, if uh, if he has one highlight reel, that that's your trade uh, policy right there. If he's not doing the numbers for you, he's gonna get on a highlight reel one week. You're gonna be able to flip him. So yeah, first rounder for me. I took him fifth in the dynasty league. I, I'm drafting fifth in a league that me and you are doing. Hell, I might take him fifth in a redraft. I I'm that hot on him. Yeah, I'm very keen on Fafita. Uh, for me, he falls somewhere between that sixth and eighth, or even ninth, depending on so your, your priorities. Uh, but yeah, he he is the two RF that is definitely worth it because he has the upside of of a 150-point game. All right, moving on. Is that Matt Dufty, I see? It is. And this is an interesting one because no doubt quality player. Not in a, yeah. not in a quality side, though. That's the biggest thing. And I feel this year, Donnie, personally, there's a lot of these uh, next-tier fullbacks. So you guys outside, your yeah. Paps, your Turbos, your Teddies, your Latrells. There's probably six or seven guys here that you could all jumble in. That's why I'm not overly keen to, to reach so much for these guys. And I'd probably have Duffy somewhere between middling third and early fourth. Listen, this guy should be in the fourth to fifth range, right? Um, but be, in my be. opinion, because there's so many fullbacks, I kind of put him into it is what it is. Because if you don't get Matt, you're going to get Will or you're going to get maybe Reese, or you're going to get one of these other guys. So he's, it's like he that's probably where you're going to want to take him in that third to fifth bracket area. In my opinion, fourth to fifth for Matt Dufty. But um, if you don't get him, and if there isn't a run on fullbacks happening, sit back. like Because if he's there, he's there. And if he's not, he's not. I mean, I'm of the opinion after watching him play two trial games, maybe pick up Sloan instead Ooh. of a Matt Dufty. You know, Sloan might be available after Matt Dufty if we're going off averages. So um, I'm happy to put him in. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. I'm happy with that, mate. Yeah, if you don't get Dufty, I wouldn't be losing sleep over it. But if you end up with him uh, at a pretty at a pretty juicy area around that sort of, yeah, third, fourth, uh, yeah, mm. you're doing fist bumps. So it's one of those ones where, yeah, don't, don't lose too much sleep over it. Mate, AFB is in the Manly jersey. We just couldn't. Yeah, um, you, you couldn't be bothered to find a New Zealand one, or we don't have the technology up here in Brisbane right now. We're underwater. I Mate, don't know if I mentioned it. So I am so keen. <laughs> I'm so keen on AFB. I don't know where to put him, but like I know, you know, this guy. He was not in the top fifty, but I knew you were coming on here, so I'm like, all right, we got to chuck him in there. He's got to be one of the wild cards. Problem is, if this was if this was classic, he'd be in top tier for me. But mm-hmm. front row forward in draft, there's so many guys that average like fifty. Yeah, AFB is going to get you 65, I reckon. That's sort of where I've penned him in. Is it worth reaching for 15 points when you can take some better options? Like, I think you hit the nail on the head, mate. Like you said, is is having one of the best front row, having one of the best front row forwards is like having one of the the cleanest cars before a demolition derby. It's... Mm. Is it worth it in, in draft? And that's that's the no. thing. Like a lot of the guys watching this on my YouTube channel will be classic guys. And if you're venturing into draft, very, very different strategies, isn't, isn't it, Donnie? Yeah, I mean, especially with your front row forwards. It's strange, though, because it never used to be this way. Probably not always with the front rowers. The second row is more so. But a guy like AFB, if you were able to tell me three years ago, two years ago, here's a guy to get you 65 points a week, I'd bite your fucking hand off, really. I'd be trying to get him in. But now in the game that we play where the ceilings matter so much, he's not a he's not a league winner, and that's what you're doing in your top 50 guys. They're league winners, or at least have potential to be. Once you start getting out of the 30, it gets a little bit more tricky. But if you have AFB... It's a security blanket coward's move, I believe. So there's going to be guys out there like Lindsey Collins. You know, Lindsey Collins isn't going to get drafted over this guy at all, but he's going to do the same thing for you. Like, it is a safety blanket, and I know when you get in the draft, you go, oh, that didn't go my way, that didn't go my way. Or at least there's a name there that I know. Yeah. Nah, don't do it to yourselves. Uh, it is what it is. If you grab him, you grab him. If you don't, you, you shouldn't be losing sleep over it. Do you want to know what I'm feeling with this one? Yeah. 
It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Lock that in. Lock it is that what in. It is. Hey, what are we doing? What are we doing here, man? That's Sione Katoa. Big Sione Katoa. I don't know. <laughs> is he on the? Uh, there's 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 reports. Take this with a grain of salt. But like, there's reports that if anyone's going to be shifted out of this back line for the Sharks to make way for Ikavalu, that's they're talking about Katoa. Yeah, I I'm, I'm not touching him. I'm kind of I, I don't need. To, I don't need. I don't take risks in the top fifty. I don't. I mean, uh, sorry, risks like that. I don't answer. I don't. I'm not the one that answers those questions. You know what I mean? So, especially for a guy like Katoa, if if we're talking about where's Brett Morris playing, all right, you yeah. take the pun on Brett. But if it's Sione Katoa, what's he going to do for you that other wingers aren't? I, I'm not touching him in the top fifty. Nah. No, I'm out. pretty pretty happy with that. This one though, big ice, big iPad, mm. Isaiah Papali'i, one of the most. Mm. Interesting chats I reckon we could have with draft this preseason, man, because under normal circumstances, if Brad Arthur wasn't a nutcase and played him where his best potential lies, first mm. first rounder. Mm. But oh, at least second or third. But I mean, yeah, I just there's gotta be some regression there, right? Of course, of course. And and not only the regression, but maybe he plays in the middle. I mean, when it, Ryan Madison was suspended at the back end of last year before finals, so that's that's a second rower down. And Brad Arthur still chose to play ice in the middle. That's worrying. Yep. That's that's worrying for me. But yep. I guess the saving grace is Maddo looks like he's playing a bit of bit of lock. So maybe there mm. is some minutes on the edge. But I'm feeling a fourth to fifth here. And I could. I'm happy to put fourth to fifth on him. Um, even though what we're just saying about AFB kind of translates to this. You do have that duel. Um, the Warriors aren't the Parramatta Eels, and I just think there's a little bit more security there, and obviously he could go huge. So I, I'm not I'm not that hot in him. I probably wouldn't be the guy to pull the trigger, but I cannot blame anyone for doing it if you whack him in fourth or fifth. Yeah, that's that's sort of where I'm feeling um, when it comes to when it comes to to IPAP. Mister Mister Headgear Jerome Hughes, t- tell me about uh, mm. Romy. Yeah, well, uh, currently, I don't know if you saw today, he is going for presidency for the Headgear Society. I did see that. Uh, up against Caelan Ponger and Reed Marnie. A very interesting this year. As a former Headgear Society member myself back in the under-13s, Brothers Div 3 Premiership winning side. Um, yeah, founding member, actually, me and Steve Menzies. But Jerome Hughes, if he keeps that headgear on, I'm pretty confident that he's a second or third rounder. Uh, I'm a bit nervous because in his past, he has played without headgear and he has done okay. So maybe he gets a bit frustrated one day and goes, oh, it's, it's the headgear that's doing it to me. But I'm telling you, Jerome, you keep that headgear on and I'm picking you in the second or third round, brother. He's the opposite of uh, of Reese Welsh. Remember when Reese Welsh burst on the scene? He had the, uh, we don't talk about that. We bla- don't talk about that. The black we don't talk gear. about that. I, uh, yes, I remember. He I was at Magic it. Round. He he started with the headgear on, and halfway through the game, took it off and broke the hearts of millions. Yeah, uh, we don't talk about that. Uh, that's why Reese Walsh isn't in this top fifty. I got nothing nice to say about him. Sorry. I'm I'm feeling <laughs> I'm feeling headgear Jerome Hughes at round two or three, but headgear only permitted. Oh yeah, it's if, like I'm not touching Munster if he comes out with a shaved face. No, no headgear, so. not touching him with headgear two to three. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And if there was a tier under not touching him, I'd put him there just for a betrayal. <laughs> if there was a betrayal column, I'd probably put him there. But, yeah, two to three, I like that. We've Jerome Hughes, in all seriousness, throbber. Like, he's, in as far as halfbacks go, we were talking about Nico and DCE. 
throw Jerome in there probably over Nico for me right now. It, Jerome, I always forget about him. Yeah. Like I always like when I'm looking, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. And but whenever I, I come up against him, I go, oh fuck, he could really do anything, couldn't he? So yeah. The only problem that I've got with Jerome Hughes, and this is a very slight concern, is we've probably seen his best super coach wise, and that was probably last year. Do I feel mm. as do I feel as a regression? Probably. It's a big one. No. Do I think you'll mm. let? Do I think you'll let you down an average fifty? No. I think this is sort of where Jerome is. He's he's not gonna he's not gonna be that eighty five point guy, but he'll be there thereabouts. Like that Melbourne Storm is that Melbourne Storm side is loaded, and uh, mm. yeah, I mean against the Tigers, mate, when it's just him, and if Pappy's out, if it's just Jerome, we we could be on for anything. Yeah, these next two guys, uh, Luke Thompson and uh, Josh Jackson, might as well do them at the same time. Not interested. Josh Jackson, it is what it is for me, but Luke Thompson, I'm not touching. Okay, yeah, I can do that. It, yeah, it, if you get Luke, uh, yeah, don't don't touch Luke. If you get Joshy, that's okay. I just think with the doggies, they've brought in pretty much a transplanted a whole new pack. So it's just how they're going to play it. What are they going to do? What are they going to be like? Um, yeah, not interested. Not interested in in Lukey and the but yeah, that, there is a little bit of interest in Josh. Only if he falls to the to the right areas for me, which I'm thinking late f- late fifth for Josh Jackson. Mm. That sort yeah, of, whack him in there. Yeah, that's sort of where 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 I'd be taking you. A- anything before, and if someone if someone takes Josh Jackson late in the third or early in the fourth, uh, yeah, I think you've you've they're come picking purely off average if yeah. they're doing that. Yeah. Eh? Whereas whereas I think he'll regress a little bit, but he's still definitely a solid two RF to have if you can pick him up fifth fifth sixth round. You've you've done well. Hey, Reed Reed Money, another member of the Bro. Headgear Society. I think he might be joining his mate Jerome Hughes in the uh, the second to third yeah. category. Yeah, this is a guy that we've kind of not spoken enough about over the whole preseason. It's a guy that's not getting a lot of love. Uh, a lot of us going a bit cold on him, but bro, the way he played yesterday, yeah, got me very excited. Very, very excited. Um, was just in everything. He was just everywhere, and that's what you need to do for super coach. You need to be everywhere and do everything. And Second or third round, I like it a lot. When a guy like Harry Grant, who when I was looking at it again today, a lot of people what have Grant fourth, fifth, right? Yeah. I can't do it because he this is a guy that averaged less than Munster last year, and we're dropping Munster down boards because he's boring and does the same thing every week. So it's like if you're gonna let a guy like Harry Grant go that early and discount Munster for the same reason, and the only reason that Harry's up there is because he plays hooker, well grab your ceiling guy in round one. And then grab a throwable like Reed Marnie in round two or three. I mean, what are we talking about? Hell, you'll probably if you if you're in a league, you could probably grab money and Marnie. M and M right there. You could probably do it. Yeah, if, if you, you if you, you even if you're picking like eighth, seventh, ninth. eighth in your league on the way back, you, Reed Marnie's there for you. Grab money and Marnie. I like that instead of instead of blowing Harry Grant out uh, that early. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I don't I don't mind the 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 double M stack, and you'd be able to pick them up at a at a reasonable sort of rate. They guys like, that yeah. people just like are not interested in right now. They're just like, oh, that's boring, that's boring. But then they're like, oh, Harry Grant, Harry Grant, and like obviously Harry does have ceiling games, but what's he ceiling? One hundred and ten. Yeah. Like, does he push past one hundred and ten ever? So yeah. And that look, we'll, we'll make it no secret. We're gonna put Harry Grant as a first rounder. But, oh yeah, like but it, it just is, is what it is, and that's consensus on it is more the, than anything. Is the, difference but in, I, is the difference in points that Harry Grant's going to get you over what Reed's going to get you worth bombing a first round pick? Like, what do we reckon yeah. Harry Harry's going to average? Maybe eighty points if he plays the full eighty, yeah. and yeah. Reed will get you 67, 68. I think putting Harry Grant in the first round is a bit of a do as I say, not as I do yeah. type, of, type yeah. of move. Like, I, I, he's there on merit, but I'm not not for me. Uh, but we'll get to him when we get to him. We've got a guy like Joey Manu, right? Joey Manu. Joey Manu would fullback first rounder, but playing center. 
different proposition. He he's an absolute stud stud fullback, no doubt about it. Well, the the news out of Bondi is he's going to be playing that sweeping role, isn't he? Yeah, the the roaming turbo role, as we now call it. Yeah, yeah. So, listen, Joey's always been a guy that's not hella 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 relevant in Supercoach. Like on the pitch, on the pitch, watching him play footy. Are you are you kidding me right now? Like, <laughs> is there many more exciting guys? And in that team, he has so many weapons. But that's the problem when it comes to Supercoach. He's sharing the he's sharing touches, and he's out there on the edge. So he's sharing even fewer touches. So in Supercoach, he just doesn't have a game that can inject himself enough. Don't get me wrong. He's going to have games where people are upset that he's playing them. But um, it is what it is. If you grab him, absolutely great center wing option. Um, do not touch him at fullback. It's just a bit like, I mean, in a pinch you do it, but he, he shouldn't be on your fullback like eyesight. You shouldn't be looking to grab him as a fullback. But um, center wing options, geez, yeah, he's up there for center wing options. But he's one of those center wings where you're like, I'm not. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not going looking for work, is he? He's your guy come Origin that you like. But I can just chuck Joey Murray down for fullback for a week or two mm, uh, and mm. cover a role. Yeah, I was looking at it is what it is or, or fourth or fifth. Um, it's tough. I go it is what it is on yeah, that. I'm, I'm feeling it is what it is too. Like Joey Manu, phenomenal player, might average sixty, but people might overdraft him based off name value alone. So, you oh might, yeah, you might get yourself. Don't that. get into those pissing matches. Yeah, exactly. When, when big names start coming off the board, that, like Joey Manu goes when when uh, OG Papali'i goes and. Marty Tapao goes, you know what I mean? When guys start looking, oh, 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 who do I know? Who do I know? And that's when Joey Manu goes, so yeah. Speaking of drafting off big names, none bigger than Payne Haas. Mm. The best front row forward in the world. Uh, You can give me James Fisher-Harris all you want. I'm taking taking Payne. And that... He's a second or third rounder. Him him being the best front row forward, him being an absolute workhorse, all things point towards him being a first round pick, you'd think, surely. But not for me. (sighs) He's... He's a guy that he doesn't have the upside of a Fafita or a Cleary or a Turbo or a Teddy. He's not going to pump you out 140, 150. He's a, a very, very solid hand to get on the way back because he's just going to pump yeah. you out 70s week in, week out. He's the classic fan's ultimate dream, but in draft, when you're very limited as to who you can pick, Payne, he just doesn't present any kind of upside or value for the first round for me. The good thing about Payne Haas is his worst day is his best day. Yeah. They're the same thing. But the bad so, thing about that, Payne, that's a good thing. The bad thing well, about you look Payne at some of these other guys like DCE, a bad day for DCE. He's on twenty odd points. Um, so a good day and a bad day for Payne are very similar, as painful as it is to say, because uh, because I've been looking at um I've been looking at Payne Haas with a bit of a judgmental eye over the off season. One of those guys that like a Luke Keary that I try and chop, who actually isn't even in this list, which actually we might have to add in there. I've just realised he wasn't in the top fifty last year. Um, but uh, uh, just a guy that I, I chopped down a little bit of the legs um, just because there's a bit too much hype on him. Should you not draft Payne Haas? I would never say that. Silly thing to say. I just hope you know when you draft Payne Haas that you're probably giving up someone that could blow a ceiling open. But if you've secured your first rounder, like, I mean, Payne could be there at 20. If you're in a 10-man, he could be there at 20. Yeah. If you get Tommy Turbo and then back that up with Payne Haas, well, yeah, bloody oath. Like, yeah. You got you got your ceiling and you got it sorted. Even if you get a pappy and a pain, uh, I think that's what you did in Dynasty. You get pappy and pain. You got your ceiling and you got your base, and that's good because as far as base goes, yeah, he's a base boy. He's not a ceiling fraud at all. So I see he's a second or third rounder, but just know he is what he is, and don't expect him. Oh, Payne R scored 150 this week. I think he's got two odd tries in his whole NRL career. So, but um, he looked all right last night against Mike Howes. 
Um, Not hard. In a team that didn't look very good at all. So <laughs> it was a shining light. I don't know. I mean, I probably could have looked good in that Bronco side last night. So, <laughs> But yeah, I, I got him in the second or third round. I think our stance on Payne Haas depends on where you draft in the first. So if you're drafting, mm. if you're drafting from like pick eight... I wouldn't be taking Payne Haas with your 12th, 13th pick. Uh, but if you're drafting from like pick three, pick four, uh, Payne Haas at like 16, 17, 18, uh, more, more palatable to be taking. But you hit now on the head. The, the good thing with Payne Haas is his best day is his worst day. But the bad thing with Payne Haas is his bad uh, his worst day is his best day. So yeah. there's, there's, there's not much room for, for any kind of upside here um, when it comes to, when it comes to Payne Haas. Hey, we're talking about upside and, and guys that were taking the second round. I'm going to skip uh, Jordan Rappin just for now. And I want to touch on Angus Crichton because mm. this is a guy that I have over Payne Haas because, yep. of, because of the ceiling that he has. He's not quite a first rounder, uh, but he's there no. or there. But I think he's going 12th to 14th, 15th. Is that fair to say when it comes to big Gus? It's strange. It's strange because last year I feel Gussie had a bit more hype coming into the draft. He's a guy that's not getting spoken about a lot right now. He's a bit of a sneaky one right now. Um, Angus Crichton, a lot of people hate him because they hate the Roosters. That's just is what it is, um, especially where I'm from anyway. Um, but Angus Crichton, yeah, he was my guy going into last year's draft. I knew that I I knew very th- few things that needed to happen in last year's draft, but I needed to leave with Angus Crichton on my side. I knew that. And um, his, his judiciary record's a bit of an issue. Um, and to be fair, it's it's a bit self-inflicted. He does play on the edge, that's for sure. Um, his crusher tackles just seem to happen to him like every couple of weeks. Um, hopefully, he's figured that out. We're, we're chucking a lot of guys in that second or third round, but um, hey, we can put 20 in there, right? So I'll chuck him in there too. His ceiling is there. He can score tries. Hell, he can set up tries too. And he's on that team where um, we're talking about sharing touches. In some cases, he's the last one to touch the ball. Um, so he's one of the guys that uh, that they're passing to, and he racks up those meters. He's got the good. He's got good uh, work ethic too. He's in there and getting amongst it. Only downside on him is the judiciary, I think. Yeah, and he's probably a little bit too versatile as well. Uh, anything that happens, it's either him or Satilia that sort of move to the centers. But it's not a long term thing. It's not a Kurt Mann situation where he'll fill a he'll fill a hole for a couple of weeks. He might move to the centres for for the rest of the game, and then he'll be back in the two RF next week when when Robbo fixes his side. So, yeah, Angus Crichton he presents all the upside in the world. He had a fantastic try scoring record last year. I really don't see why that slows down, especially with Luke Kiry back in the side. That side should be clicking, humming, uh, and yeah, Angus Crichton very very keen to get him uh, sort of top of the second. Yeah. Well, having said that, let's chuck Jordan Rapiner and not touching him, eh? Can we? I feel he's a bit of an is what it is. Like if if you get Rap sick, he's a, he's a very good center wing. He'll rack up tackle busts. Uh, he's on a strike side when it comes to the to the Raiders. If I if I wound up taking Jordan Rap and at the right time, caveat that at the right time, I ain't reaching for him because he's a name. Yeah, but he's 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 got a good tackle bust in him. He's got a try in him. He's a good powerful runner. I feel he's an he's an is what it is man. Jordan Rapner has zero trade value. He does. He's just not a he's not a name that excites anyone. Um in the draft, Joey Manu has trade value. And uh, no, okay. I have seen his stats. I think that's one of the things. And for me, he has no trade value because I'm not going to trade for Jordan Rapiner. But there was a, he went on a bit of a run last year, didn't he, where he got a couple good scores over and over and over. Yeah, I guess he is it is what it is. I suppose it, we've made it a bit hard for ourselves because after the fifth round, we've just gone not touching him or it is what it is. So I mean in the sixth or seventh, eighth, ninth. Tenth? No. Uh, if you're picking up, <laughs> I'm thinking if you, if you get Raps at the sixth, you've done very well because he'll average it. He'll, he'll, he'll average a sixty. 
He's not. A, he's not a guy. Let's put him in. He's not a guy that I'm just putting the red line through straight away. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't say that I'm not interested at all. Um. I am interested. Does hey come on tickle if, my fancy? If if if, if, if you're telling me if, if you're at the seventh round, and Rafin is there, are you not going? Oh, you know what? That's actually some good value. Yeah, I probably am actually. To yeah. be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it? I just, yeah. I just don't like the milk this year. You know, I just don't really excite me. But hey, Jack, Jack Whiten's on the on the revenge trail, mate. The milk, milk could be on the up. You know, you could actually get him a bit later because the amount of blokes that go into a draft and go, he's out for two weeks. I'm not touching him. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> so you probably could get him a bit later. Now, chuck him in as it is what it is. Don't reach for him. But if he falls to you, yeah, snatch him up. The mustache. Yeah, second first. First. First, eighth pick, eighth, ninth pick. Build your side around the yeah, month. Yeah, he's got to be, right? He's got to be. He, he wasn't for, on a lot of lists for a lot of time. He was not. Another guy, best day is his worst day. Doesn't have a ceiling, blah, 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 blah. But everyone's forgetting that he's given up the drink and he's going to win the Dally M. He's also, so- got, he's also <laughs> got that Sean Lane haircut. Now, how much stock are we putting into the slick back overgrown? He looked like the beetle they left behind two weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, he's playing right now, actually, as we record. We should, probably should be watching the Melbourne game. But, he should be. Um, probably some, he's probably been, been injured in this game, and we didn't know about it. But Money, he, he looked ridiculous with that haircut two weeks ago. He looked like he like just washed his hair the night before. That hair looked like it was sticking to his face. Uh, did not look comfortable. But Money, like another guy, best day is his worst day. But to a degree, he does have a couple games where he'll turn up for you. Um, five eight is a puddle, and I'm not a guy that's like you got to get this position in because there's not many of them. I got I go. You get the guy in who scores the points. That's how you win the game. You you get points on the board. You don't get positions on the board. But five eight just does not exist, man. Like it just isn't even a thing. So if you can get arguably the best five eight in, in the world after um another guy, um, yeah, chuck him in. I like it. How do you feel about bombing a first round pick on Munster and then seeing him run out round two with a clean face? Oh, I'd trade him straight away yeah. and not even do a team. I trade him the waivers. For anyone not understanding that reference, uh, the, the Don did a fantastic piece with Enera uh, Roast about how productive and how good Munster becomes when he has the, with the mustache. So he's. he's it got, sounds ridiculous. He's it sounds ridiculous. Go watch that video. Stats don't um, lie. It's insane. <laughs> Stats, There's a science to it. Stats don't lie, but right now, Munster, top uh, bottom of the first round. If you if you've drawn the short end of the straw and you've got like pick eight, nine, ten in your drafts, don't fret because you'll pick up the Mad Dog and and you can build yep. around that. Hey, Mad Dog into a into a Gussie stack or Mad Dog into a into a Reed stack. Oh, that's uh that's that's nice. Yeah, M and M. I think I'm feeling that M and M. Eh? Two good positions. In, in my in my home league, the the eight the eight man shambles in my home league that we talk about all the time. These boys are. Be- Clown, they're not the clowns. They're the whole bloody circus. These boys in my home league. I'm in a few other leagues. I'm in a league with jo- two leagues with Joshy. I'm in a. I'm in another pod- podcasters league with um the rubbers in the head bin boys, and they're a bit harder to draft in. But my boys, my gosh, I might even get money and Marnie in the second round here. So okay, I got two. I got three in the second round in my home league. So um yeah, I'm looking at that now. Very interested. Hot take. AJ, not touching him. Not touching him. Yep, not not interested because he's gonna um, go so nah. high. Like people are gonna take oh, him yeah. so so high. People are gonna take him at like the end of the second, which ridiculous. And it's funny because we got Joey Manu and Rapana there as it is what it is. But we're not touching AJ because he's gonna go in the third round. Yep. Don't reach for him. Don't do it. Like I always say, twenty three points without a try. Small sample size because he often scored, scores a try. Plenty of tries. <laughs> 
Um, you know, if he if he scores, I believe if he matches last year's try scoring record, that puts him at 150 tries. Um, freak. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, absolutely ridiculous. He does score, but that left edge it is going to be different. South aren't beating teams by 50 this year. It is, it's just going to be different, guys. I couldn't, in good faith, recommend picking up Alex Johnston this year. If Alex it, Johnston and listen, I'll eat, I'm happy to eat my words because if he goes in the third round and averages 60. And people say to me, see, you should have taken him. I'll say, look through how many matchups did that bloke lose when AJ did nothing. Yeah. He's not he he is a matchup winner, but he's a guy that could lose you your matchups too. It's not gonna happen. But if he's there at the end of the fourth round, you then you then gotta take him. There's some value at the end of the fourth, but he won't be there. He'll be at the top of the it, third. It depends on the size of your league. If you're in a ten or a twelve, fourteen, like yeah. guru somehow. Leagues like that get around, blow my mind. Um, but in a 12-man or a 14-man, if he's there in the fourth year, you pick him up, I guess. Yeah, you pick him up. But, uh, big, big but in an in a, in a 8 to 10, nah, I can't do it. No. Nah. Hey, the sexiest man in the NRL, Big Cam Murray, got the armband on, leading the troops. Yep. Second oh, to third, second, right? Second to third. Now, Gussie versus Big Muzz. Tough. If we, if tough, got, if and we, I love I love that it's a real life rivalry too. If we've got That's big, if we've got big Gussie somewhere between eleventh and thirteenth, I've got Muzz somewhere fifteen to seventeen. Mm, I remember at the start of the off season, you were hotter on month. Uh, you thought Murray was number one to RF coming in, eh? Yeah, yeah, and then I don't know, just Gus. I feel like we're gonna get you so did. much value out of him because people are sleeping on him, and that's that's pushed him up. The thing, I think with Murray, he lends his game to other players. Like one guy that I really am excited to see him work with this year is um, Damian Cook. Uh, if you haven't watched really much of Murray play, if you just look at Supercoach stats, you might not know. But Cameron Murray has one of the fastest play the balls in the world. He gets up off the deck and plays the ball to a little fella called Damian Cook, who you might not know is one of the fastest hookers in the Wait, world. Did you know he was a beach um, sprinter? Who? Damian Cook. I don't know if you've ever heard, but he's a beach sprinter. <laughs> what what what's worse? What's worse? The beach printer joke or us joking about the beach printer joke? <laughs> or or Tom Flegler, the banana farmer. That's a good one as well. <laughs> you know nah. that the Turbo Brothers uh, old man owned a tomato farm, did you know? Oh, mate. Yeah. News, news to me. But no, nah, look, the, the combination between South 9 and 13 is is ridiculous. It's, it, they, they go hand in hand with each other. And yeah. if, if you could somehow pick up Cook early in the third after taking Murray late in the second, wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow, wow, wow. I'm I'm getting worried, Joshy. We're running we're not putting a lot of guys in first or fourth here. But um Murray's not fourth rounder for me. He is a he yeah, he's a he's a borderline early second. So yeah, um, borderline early second. Probably mid mid to late, definitely. Yeah. Hey, another hot take, Tohu Harris. He can join my boy Luke Thompson and uh, Alex Johnson down the bottom. Yeah, I would have probably punched you square in the face if you said that to me last year. Um of course. This is a guy that's carried my team. Three years. Three years, he gets me through thick and thin. Does not play state of origin. Never misses games, except for last year where he went down injured. Um, this guy, <laughs> paying half levels of production without the price tag. Honestly, it is. Um, but with that injury, he's with the Warriors seeming to just be well, okay. He's 30. Do you get that vibe from the Warriors that they're just... Fine with him not being there. Yeah, I mean they've, um, got, they've got the new shiny toy in Josh Curran, who we'll touch on in this episode. But he's thirty, coming off the back of an ACL. He'll be back sort of round eight to round ten. He's gonna mm, take. He's, it's a long he's, hold. He's gonna take six, seven weeks to bounce back, and by that time it's round seventeen, and people will be taking him with the fourth round. So, do you want your fourth yeah. round pick 
only coming good in this in like week seventeen. Other thing with Torhu is like he just that ACL. What, what's the stat? No one's come back off an ACL and improved or something like only that. Only one person. Shout out to the NRL physio. Only one person has come back off the back of an ACL and improved their score, and that was RTS with, with only two points improved on the average. Yeah. If yeah, Tohu was yeah. go, if Tohu was going like the sixth, seventh round, I'd be I'd, I'd stomach it much better. But people are still going to draft him way too high, and, and ACLs you come back slow. There's there's no two night no two ways about that. And these guys that um in your draft league, if you have four spots on the bench, that's a long hold. Yeah, that is a long, long hold. It's not in, like- in my league. Uh, in a couple of my leagues, I think I got seven on the bench. I could probably do it. Um, just because I know he's got value, but yeah, I can't touch him. You can't hold someone like that for f- for ten weeks on your four man bench, uh, unless like, you're drastically playing auto emergency and trying to rob the boys. It's, I, it's, I can't it's recommend not like, it. It's not like you're taking a, a seventh, eighth round pick here. Like you're you're you've got to drop a third or a fourth to get Tohu. Yeah, and you've yeah. got to hold him for so long for him to be like yeah. to be at his peak. For, for me, I'm not I'm not touching Tohu. No, I can't do it. How about this guy, fourth, oh. fifth rounder, right? Kalen oh. Ponga. What do we do with KP? Because a lot of a lot of people are taking him like mid second, which to me is ridiculous. No, no, oh, I'm feeling, nah. a, I'm feeling a. It is what it is. Because oh, that bad. Nah, he's a fourth rounder. Come on, come on. No, come but he's on. not going to go in the fourth. This is the problem. Like people are going to take him because it's Kalen Ponga, and like he's the man. I, well, in my ranks. Another guy, headgear guy. People are saying, I believe if you look at this, at my poll right now, people are saying KP is the leader of the headgear patrol. <laughs> the headgear society needs a leader, not Kalen Ponga. We need a guy like Reed Marnie. I was shocked. I was shocked Reed Marnie wasn't leading that poll. That little grunt puts his head where I wouldn't put my foot, mate. Uh, and we're talking about KP. KP, how many HIAs has he had with the headgear? He's, in a, he's a sham to the headgear society. What are we talking about? Yeah, I mean, so but the head the headgear the, the headgear clearly does does stop your HIAs. I mean that's been scientifically <laughs> proven. I will say, as far as the headgear stuff goes, to wrap up a pretty face like that is bold. Oh, hundred percent. I can and you, I can, think I can you'd see want his why. hair flowing in the wind. I can see why. Reece, sell- I can see why Reese did take his off. Because you, yeah, well, you, you'd you sell you a few more two five seven collective shirts if you had the headgear off. I'll tell you that, Caitlin. I'll tell you that for free. Um, what are we doing? But I got KP? you the fourth or fifth round. I do like if he does have upside. Is he going to fall that him in his, his, what it, I'll fight you on it. He's a fourth, fifth rounder, but he's going to go on the second or third. Oh, 100%. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, we can put him in the fourth or fifth, uh, but your your local Newcastle fanboy, he'll take KP, or or your truther that Adam Clune will just feed him good ball all day. We'll take him. <laughs> Adam Clune. We'll take him midway through the uh. second, and when you're sitting there with your Reed Marty and your Cameron Munster stash, you're, you're doing much better, I, I feel. I, just an update for you. As 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 we're st- this still has a long time to go, but Kalen Ponga has fifty six percent of the vote out of Marnie Hughes and Ponga for the new leader, the Headgear Society. We're talking about a society. Jonathan Thurston was the captain. Steve Menzies was the captain. Ah, I can't do it. I can't, anyway, I can't. Hey, I mate, digress. My eyesight's not. As bent. your as your followers watching this on YouTube are looking at this idiot, going, "What is he on about?" <laughs> well, the fo- the followers of my channel will know that my eyesight isn't fantastic, and I can't decipher who this is in a Queensland jersey. That is a guy that technically will need to be wearing a Queensland jersey under his jersey this <sighs> year if he's going to do anything. That's Dane Gay guy. Not touch him straight away. Not touching him, bro. No, nothing, not touching him. I I penned him in. Uh, me and the weekly rubdown did a. Uh, a bet, loser buys the winner, a, uh, a stake and a bev at the CAC on Magic Round. 
I put Dane Gay Guy as the biggest drop in average in 2022. Playing on that right edge for the Newcastle Knights is one of the worst patches of grass in the world. No one goes out there and succeeds. Nah, I like Gay Guy. I'm a Queenslander. I like him. I like South. I love everything he's done. I think he's a product of his environment, and his environment in Newcastle right now is shocking. Don't touch him, boys. Give it a miss. Give it a big miss, but dang gag guy. All right, let's talk the cheese because he was incredible last year playing hooker. Would have gone way lower than what he ended up finishing. He's got that jewel, and we know how dead hooker is. He's going to be playing 13. There's probably merit to, to take him late second, early third. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about Brandon the cheese. He's... um. Yeah, I'll put him in the second or third round as, as as that list fills up and fills up and fills up, especially on my little laptop screen. I've only got the two right now. We've got half, old, old, half, old, half, half the league in the second round. Old, old idiot left his uh, left his MacBook docket at work. What a, what a classy act. But um, So, yeah, second or third round for the cheese. Impressed me over the weekend. Uh, last weekend, I say he's probably playing right now. Another guy that's probably done his, done his hamstring while we're not watching the game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, nah, you you would you would have looked like Batman with the signal in the sky. Should something have happened right now, yeah. the, <laughs> you would have been off this call hot the, quick. The, the phone so, has, uh, the phone has Brandon Smith, <laughs> dual position. Um, yeah, the only person blowing up my phone is actually, funnily enough, Isaac Johns. So <laughs> I have to see what's going oh, on man. there. <laughs> hey, hypothet- hypothetical: so, if Cheese didn't have hooker eligibility, fourth to fifth. Um. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Oh, that's funny that I just mentioned old mate's name talking about the cheese, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put um. Actually, no, nah, you know what, Josh, I'm gonna put him fourth or fifth now. Oh, I can't, I, I can't because the backlash that we'll get, mate, and the fact that oh, he, I'm like, the fact I can that, take the backlash. I think the fact that he's he's got hooker eligibility, and, and we'll, we'll we'll see how top heavy this hooker class is when there's only going to be three decent ones featured. And the next man on the list, he's lost his hooker eligibility, which. Puts him down in my list when it comes to Ben Hunt. I mean, if he was if he was half the fifth, if he was halfback hooker, straight in there because he's 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 the guy at, at the Dragons. Like he is the man. He he won the charity shield on on the, on his back yesterday. Like was- <laughs> for the first time in nine years, you, I, I try I was trying hard to make a video today, um, trying to find something funny that happened in 2012. I couldn't find anything good enough to put in the video, but I'll hit you with some. Wasn't Hunger Games wasn't came out in 2012? Wasn't that the year that the Ted- world was going to end? Yeah, the year was the world was going to end. Ted came out in 2012. Jesus. Hunger Games came out in 2012. That's the last time they won a bloody charity shield. The world did end for them. And <laughs> so, I, reckon, um, I reckon Corey the Dragons. Parker, I reckon Corey Parker may have been my captain in uh, in Supercoach that year as well. Mate. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> Bro, I wasn't even playing Supercoach back then. I'll tell you that. I was still just a little bubby. So Benny Hunt, I'm going to put him in fourth to fifth. I'm feeling fourth. It's to funny fifth with Ben too. Hunt. I had a bit of a like uh, an epiphany one day. I was like, you know what? The amount of crap I give Ben Hunt, as we all know, I've got the mural in my room of the Broncos losing the grand final to my beloved cows. And so I've got Ben Hunt's photo on my wall. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I need to do a redemption story about Ben Hunt and Supercoach. And I'll be honest, I, I couldn't make the video. There wasn't much there. <laughs> like, ben Hunt. Compared to his the, the, the rest of his class, he's just like so fine. You know what I mean? He's just when it comes is. to the actual NRL, though. Like he's come back. Like he's a very oh, good footballer. Right. Like anyone could have followed after that, 
And I feel like if Ben Hunt didn't drop that ball in the grand final, we talk about him very differently. Well, not we, but like the mainstream talk about him very differently. The casual NRL fan. Because I reckon the casual NRL fan still sees him as like, oh, you know, butterfingers, but he's good. Like Ben Hunt has thrived everywhere he's been. Origin, he does it. Like as a Queensland fan yourself, man, oh, like, he, he's very bro, good for he, Origin. He came in last year in game three and did what he had to do to get us that win. He came and settled the ship. That's what we needed. Um, I hope that he starts next year. Hope, I, I'll be honest. I hope he gets the job over DCE. Spi- that's how that's I feel. Spicy. That is a hot take. Listen, very, I'm very happy. Warm. DCE right now is the Australian captain. Also, the Australian halfback. I don't know if he's captain. Um, as funny as that is, with then Cleary saying that's all right. I don't mind as he's punching the air and asking Dad what's going on. But, um, <laughs> but. I think Ben Hunt, honestly, he, I'd like him as the Queensland captain. You know why? DCE, I, I've said this story before. When I was at Origin uh, Game 2 last year, game was on the line. DCE, I was sitting there, and about 20 metres in front of me it happened. Jerome Luai, Jersey dragged DCE about 10, 15 metres. DCE just got up and played the ball. I'm like, no, you, no, not here. Not in Suncorp Stadium wearing that jersey. Do you get dragged 10 metres by Jerome Luai? Get up and play the ball like nothing happened. You cannot do that. Ben Hunt wouldn't have done that. No. And so I want Ben Hunt in there. All right. <laughs> just, 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 we'll get Ben Hunt into, in there. Ben Hunt's in the fourth or fifth category, which is starting to fill up. And oh, look, I've made my thoughts on Josh Curran pretty clear when it comes to, to, to classic. It is what it is. Four. Oh, I was going to say we need to get this fourth or fifth tier pumping up, but I'm, I'm happy with it. Is what it is. If you get if you get Curran somewhere in that fourth or fifth, awesome. If someone takes him in the third, then I, I don't want to be them. Yeah. Hey. Nah. Can't take him that early. I think he will go that early off uh, off uh, average last year. But nah, for me, it is what it is. If you get Joshy, that's great. If you don't, that's all right. Center wing. Even if like it is what it is, is kind of I, I buy that for the fifth round too. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is like. If you get him in the fifth round, that's great. But I'm saying if you've got your eyes on someone else, don't launch at him. Like if you've got your eyes on one of these other guys we have in there, don't launch for Josh Curran. If he falls to you where you are, that's great. And your guy's gone, that's great. If not, nah. I don't have my eyes on Matt Burton. Center wing of the year, no eligibility right there. Fourth to fifth for me with a push for third. I'm high on him. I'm coming round on him. And he wears a bloody headgear. I'm there. I wasn't there. I wasn't happy with him. I didn't care for him. Did a little bit more looking. I think what he averaged last year when he played in the half, 65, was it? Yeah, but that's at the Panthers. We're at the Yeah, Bronco. I know, I know, I know. Now. But I just, I think, he, I said, I feel like I said the same thing about Kyle last year. He's coming into a team. He knows he's the guy. It's going to be his team. I feel like he's going to draw a lot of attention and he's going to be able to put guys like TPJ through. Guys like, I know, the Fox is available to him. I mean, that's not a bad one to try. He doesn't mind a kick game. Um, I got him in fourth or fifth just with how small that 5'8 is, bro. All right. Just the, there's nothing there. The back end of fourth or fifth. When we, or when, the front end. When we rejig these at the end, he, he, ain't, he ain't coming up much in my book. We'll put him in fourth or fifth now to keep you happy. It depends uh, on which uh, it depends on which bearded guy with glasses that wears hats you ask, but I'll go with I'll go with fourth to fifth front end. <laughs> hey, Cookie, second and third. Yep, okay. put him in. Get him in there. The disrespect on his name is ridiculous. Hey, Tyson Frizzell, a guy that always goes slept on that you could pick up in the middle of the fourth, top of the fifth. He's a guy that you can just build around. Solid enough yep, hands. Fourth to fifth. Fourth to fifth. To I Tyson like that. Frizzell. Joshy Mansour. 
Not less, touching him. Less said the better. Not touching him, but Joshy Mansour, unfortunately. Hey, if you ask uh, me, right. if, if you asked me this two months ago, first overall, just over turbo, get him in there straight away. Bicep index off the charts. But I'm starting to start <laughs> starting to go a little bit cold on Matto. Start. I'm going second or third on him. I'm going second or third on him. Late third. I think he, early third, maybe. Mi- middle third. <laughs> we'll compromise. Middle 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 third. So I just think uh, when you take out those games that he was injured and played half of, like, what he averaged, Joshi, like 70, 75, something Mate, like that? Games that he played on the right edge, I shouldn't know this off the top of my head, but I do. Games that he played on the right edge over 70 minutes, 77 points a game. Oh, second or third round. Yeah. Easy as you like. But is he going to play a bit of lock? That's what worries me. Is he going to get the minutes? Is, is the HIAs the, the issue? Do we want to be spending a third-round pick on a guy who could be only playing half the year. These are all questions that you're going to have to ask yourself on draft day. And, I mean, you don't win draft playing safe, do you, Donnie? So if we're going to take a punt no. on Matto, then he could be definitely be a league winner if you pick him up at the right time, middle middle of the third. Yep. Jeez, I've just looked at the time we've been waffling for a bit. We'll go some quick fire with this, eh? So, it is what it is. It is. Well, Kennedy, it is what it is. Uh, Fourth Mitch, or fifth for Mitch me. Barnett, it is what it is. Mitch Barnett, it is what it is. But what are we saying about Will Kennedy? It is what it is for Will Kennedy. That's that's. I think. Oh, on my list, he's in fourth or fifth. No, because on my I, list I feel like I feel like fifth. he's he's not going to do much different to Matt Dufty. I mean, if, if oh yeah, fair enough. I'll put him and Matt in the same tier. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, Val Holmes, Val not Holmes. touching him. Oh, yeah. As much as that hurts, yeah, true. It's, it's just he it's wants to play on the centers. He's playing for a team where he kicks goals for a team that probably won't need to kick a lot of them. Um, no. Nah. Not interested. If we're Reece put, Walsh. If we're putting Matt Dufty and Will Kendi in, it, it is what it is. I, I don't see why Reese Walsh jumps ahead of them. Nah, put him in there too. Who's I don't know this, who uh, we have is here. Is this big Jesse Ramian? No, I believe that that might be Matt Cavallo. No, no that, that's that's Ramian in the in the in the in the uh, Sharks jersey. I'll put him down with Katoa then. Not interested. Oh, I'm feeling a fifth round pick here for Ramian. Oh. Spicy. If Hines is going to be playing on the right-hand side, big caveat if Hines is playing on the right. But he's talked up Britton Nakora, who plays on the right-hand side. Jesse Raymond's going to be outside Britton Nakora. And then, yeah. Mate, if like we 60... put Rappiner in it, it is what it is, I reckon we'll, we'll bump him up to it is what it is. All right, then. It is what it is for Jesse Raymond. Reuben Garrick. Oh, far out. This one is... First rounder. <laughs> 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 I don't know if first I, rounder. No, I can't. Right? No, I can't. First rounder, bro. Gotta be. No. Gotta be. Where? Where? Gotta in, be. Where in the first round? Late. But where though? Ten, nine, ten, nine, ten. Hey, listen, if you're down at nine, ten, that is not the time to be taking base players. That is not the time to be taking security options. If you're at nine, ten, you're in a bit of an issue. You are going to go back to back here. Grab Ruben Garrick if he's there. For one, the guy that with Turbo doesn't get to get him. For two, Ruben Garrick's got a ridiculous ceiling. And then on your pick in the second and third round, that's when you grab your Reed Marnie. DCE. Ooh, a DCE. Garrick stack, perhaps? Hello? Is that what we're saying? It's on offer. So I put Garrick in first round for me. All right. You've convinced me. We'll put him there. But I'm, I'm very keen to have the debate in, what is it, 10, 10 picks time as to... <laughs> Where we're going to list another another one? Hey, Sammy walks. I'm fourth ca- to fifth. I'm keen. Oh, yeah, fourth to fifth. I wouldn't take him with a third, so fourth to fifth sounds good to me. Hey, James Fisher Harris lost his jewel. 
It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, I was going to say not touching him because someone's going to take him too high. But if you get him at a good at a good enough time, yeah. But when's a good enough time? Like sixth round, seventh round. Yeah, yeah, that's good value. I feel in the sixth. In the, if you get him in the sixth, even back end of the fifth, it's it's okay. But if we got AFB down there, and it is what it is, and I'm happy to put the fish there too. All right, fourth or fifth round for Luciano Lallura. I'm feeling straight off the bat. Yeah, yeah. That game that he played the other night just reminded everyone yeah. what he can do. Hey, is this uh, is this the fox? That's yeah, not touching not touching him, the fox. Absolutely not a chance. Nor, Sorry, nor about am I it. touching. Nor am I touching Kevin McInnes. Oh, spicy! But he's going to get overdrafted. I mean, fourth or fifth round. Come on now. Come on now. All right. He's got to be. He's got to be. All right. Fifth fifth round. Joshy Schuster. I don't know. It is what it fourth is. Fourth or fifth round. Okay. It is what, fourth fourth or fifth round for Joshy Schuster. I keep coming back to this 5-8 being a puddle. I know you've got to wait four weeks to watch him play. I know, I know, I know. It's hard. But Josh Schuster, as a second rower, playing in 5-8 in a world where there's not many 5-8s. Yeah, get him in, I reckon. Jerome Luai, looking like, tar- looking like Tarzan. Fourth to fifth, right? Absolutely. Stefano Utoi Ikamanu. It is what it is. It is what it is. Any any of these sort of middle forwards, I guess we could put in this it is what it is category. Is this uh, is this big Tony Staggs? Second to third round for me. Not a chance. Not a chance. Second to no, third no, round no, for no, me. No, 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 no. No, you're not serious. You're not serious. He's not happy. Wait. Second to third round no, for me. No, no. You're not. No, you're not. I'm dead serious. Third, no, no, no. You're not spending a third <laughs> round pick serious. on Katoni Staggs. Yeah. Katoni Staggs. Second to third round. Oh, Bloke, he, he, he just might be the best center in the world. All right, for anyone watching this, I'm not. I'm, I'll put him in second and third. I'm not happy about this at all. <laughs> not at all. I'm feeling like a late fourth for Tony. Like, if Katoni Sags isn't the best center in the world, who is? Uh, Zach Lomax. Yeah, exactly. We, we, you know, so what are we talking about? Hey, when this guy, he when he played against the Titans, my goodness gracious, he made them look like idiots. He looked a bit like an idiot himself in defense. That wasn't very good, but hey, it's only one point for a tackle. Going forward. <laughs> In Supercoach, he is electric. I don't forget 2020. I know it was a little while ago, but I don't forget Katoni Mania. But he, Second he, or third he, he round for average, me. He only averaged like 62, though. Bro, but what was his ceiling like? We know Katoni can blow the roof off Suncorp Stadium. All right, let's... Uh, this is Agree it. to disagree? No, no, no. no, no that, that's fine. I reckon this is the most interesting one to talk about. Oh, Fourth to fifth. Yeah? Not even. Really? It is what it is? N- not even. You're not touching him? Lolo. Oh. <laughs> I'm not touching him. Jason Lolo is not getting touched. If you gave me a Tony, I guess I can give you Lolo. All right. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm conceding the Tony deba- the debate, we've got to concede the Lolo debate. What what What's going to make us think that he's going to just drastically improve? Like, uh, my, my tier ticket keeps playing up. Uh, what what makes you think he's going to improve? Like, as a Cowboys fan yourself, mate, I want to hear your your thoughts legitimately on on uh, Big Lolo because I'm, I'm going to chuck him in, not touching him now. But I, while, while, while I do that, tell me your, your thoughts. You asked me what about him as a Cowboys fan makes me think he'll improve. And the answer was in the question <laughs> because he needs to as a Cowboys fan. Yes, <laughs> it's blind faith. That's all it is. If he's playing prop, that's where the value is because they will change positions this year. Now, that is a punt of all punts. And if we're putting Torhu and not touching him, then I'm, I'm happy then to put Lolo there. But it is a punt, but it's something that could come up Trump's fear because if you can get Lolo 
if he eventually gets that front row forward duel, which if Toddy Payton does play him in the front row, he will get, that's good value there. I will, if you can get Lolo on front row, I like that a lot. I will say, if you guys are dra- if, if your league is drafting off averages, you'll get Lolo at a steal. Mate, remember, mm. remember when you and I did a mock draft? We did a 10-man 10, a 10 mock draft just between you and I, and Lolo went to like well, the 11th. back in December, we forgot about him. He went to like the 11th round. Mm-hmm. So there, there definitely is, like, if, if your league is drafting off averages, you'll pick Lolo up at a juicy price. I'm not looking at touching Lolo before the 7th round, just just quietly. Nah. All right, so <laughs> we put Garrick in the first round, and the reason and why... And this guy goes next to him. Okay, so where, though? In your top 10, is he straight after him? Yeah, okay. yeah, he's close. Maybe another one gone. I've got Garrick ahead of Toto. Is it because Garrick? Um, has I did the be- like the Tagos the playing out there, not Crichton. That does help things because if Crichton was there, Toto dropped in my ranks quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but after the trials, it looks like Tago's going to get the nod, and he's going to be playing next to Toto. And a guy like that might be going here, Brian. You take it. Um, so. Yeah. I think Bizzard can still get his work done. Um, it was funny. I was talking to people the other day, and they said the reason they think Toto's going to go down in his production is because coaches are going to start saying, stop letting this fucking winger score 200 run meters against this every game. It is embarrassing, which I totally get behind as well. But I, you can try all you like. I don't think you're going to be able to stop it. So I got Toto in the first round. I would never in a million years have thought I'm putting center wings in the first round. But those two boys, yeah, I probably got them there. I had Brian Toto as my seventh overall pick way back when Supercoach opened up. This was back in early December. So he was seventh on my on my draft board. I've probably cooled mm. on him a little bit now, uh, but still, yeah, a first-round pick in 12-man drafts, I would say. This is the question I have. If you're a 12, 12-man draft, do you go 12-13 Toto Garrick? Oh, God, that's... That could be. That's. That, I've seen some guys do it. That's some rocks and diamonds shit right there. Be, I got sent that, some that teams yesterday. That could be three hundred eighty points just out of two players. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, and that's how you win leagues by putting your balls on the line. But geez, I don't know if my my balls are pretty big, but I don't know if they're that big. But had, um, in my main draft, yeah. last, in my main draft last year, I had Toto and Garrick. Caveat: I got Toto way way down, like the sixth seventh round. Yeah, I, got, I think I got him in the sixth round last I got, year. I got, I got Garrick the off the waivers. <laughs> Yeah, you're talking, you're talking my language, yeah. And now we're putting so, him in the first round. I'll put him there. Yeah. If you can get Toto Garrick, I have had one beer. So I'll be able to lean back on that, saying that I wasn't thinking straight. But if you can get Toto and Garrick especially in no, flip, Especially no captain's leagues. Oh, yeah. Because that, then, that's because playing then, with because, a captain right there. Because then, then the risk is not there. Like, for example, like if you play in a captain's league, you probably have to take a safer guy in the first round. Is it fair to say? Yeah, but if you're not I mean, playing, if you're if not you playing look, in a captain's league, yeah, you can you can punt on these rocks diamonds guys because it's like if you come up against Turbo, you're not worried about conceding 400 points. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, if you have Garrick Toto, like, you can make up that with no captains easily. I think with, with if you get Toto and Garrick in, there's not too many teams that you don't have a higher ceiling than week to week. When you're looking at the teams that you're playing, there wouldn't be too many guys in your league that you look at and go. I might have him come Sunday afternoon. I might be able to do this. Yeah. So like yeah, if, if if Manly and the Panthers are playing on the, on the Sunday, like in the two games, obviously not against each other, but if they're playing like both the games on Sunday, and you're 350 points behind with just those two to play, you're not out of it. Yeah. Not, not by, <laughs> not by any means. All right, Zach Lomax fourth to fifth. I'm very keen on Lomax this year. Yeah, I, I might even put him in second to third since we've like got not many people left, and uh, since you put Tony, he probably there. deserves it, right? 
Second or third, late third, definitely could feel, feel Zaki Lomax. Another interesting one this I year. I like him. Cody Walker looked tore it up in the charity shield. Average does drop off with that A Ray historically, but he just looks he looks ready to go. He's a first rounder, bro. First rounder, absolutely with Cody. Latrell Mitchell. Another first rounder. No qu- no questions asked for me. Another first rounder in Ryan Pappenhausen. No questions asked. Yep. Now, so how many we got in our first round now? We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in the first round. And I don't think right. we're I don't think we're gonna be adding to it with Nico Hines. No. All right. Let's put him in second or third, yeah. Nico. I've said a lot about Nico. I said everything we need to say. Um, Adam Dewey, is it? It is what it is. Oh, I was thinking not touching him. No, no, no. Come on. Come on. The fact that he is available at center wing is huge. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. If he was 5'8 only, yeah, it sucks. But he's a center wing and he's most likely playing in the centers. So it's okay. You can make it work. I, I like him. He is worth a hold for me because even in the centers last year he tore it up. It is what it is. Don't reach for him. I, I would even I would even hazard to say I, I personally might pick him up in the fourth or fifth. Um, I probably couldn't recommend everyone doing it. I just have massive wraps on the guy, um, and Josh probably end the call straight away if I said that. I but um, que- yeah, it is what it is. The question is where does he play? Because if Jackson Hastings is tearing it up, does Madge just shift him to center like they did last year? That worries I think me. I think he plays in the centers. Like Jackson Hastings looked okay, right? Yeah, I mean, in the trial against good. the Roosters. And that's I mean, what... he looked he looked good to me. So I don't think I don't know what Dewey's different or better. If Hastings cements himself in, I don't think there's any assurances for Dewey to be playing five eight. Um, but because he is center wing, I'd be drafting him. Hell, you know what? Maybe I do draft him into five eight, given just how small the five eights are. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I'll probably put him in. It is what it is just based off the fact that the injury's there and it, there's a few questions. Let's add another one to the second, third. I've got Gutho above all the other guys. I've got Gutho above the Dufties, the, the Reese Walshers yep. of the world. Uh, I think he's he's that he's that bridge. He's that bridge between Luttrell, Pappenhausen, and, and Teddy, and he's the bridge between yep. someone like Dufty or, or Reese. Yeah, I mean, and Gutho's a guy that there's no, there's not a lot of trade value on him. People are just like, oh, I don't like Parramatta, so I don't like Clint Gutherson. I mean, I think you got a tweet at you today saying that there's like six or seven fullbacks ahead of Clint Gutherson in Disgusting. the NRL, so it's just ridiculous. Disgusting. Um, hey, I reckon you'd be able to flip. I reckon you'd be able to flip Gutho to to, to your league Muppet after yes, after Parramatta. That's what you do. The Gutho flip, brother. After, after the Gutho flip. After Parramatta goes seven and one, and Gutho yep. averages like fucking ninety. Uh, that's what to, he did last you, year. Yeah, you'd be in the first him. ten rounds, he averaged ninety. You'd be able to flip him. So we, we've got yeah. we've got a couple of back to back first rounders here in, in Harry Grant and, and we'll touch on him in, in a second. But obviously Tom Travoyevic is going first, straight at the top. Uh no no questions asked there. Harry Grant. So why do we have Harry Grant as a first rounder and a middling first rounder at that and someone like a Reed Marnie uh not? I don't. Is it just because it's a done thing to do? I don't. I'm I'm thinking about it now. I don't. I don't have him there. Let him fall. Because I'm thinking about it, right? And I know we fire from the hip a little bit here. Not everything makes sense. And you kind of got to take what I say with a grain of salt. My last sentence is how I feel at the moment. But as we're looking at all these guys, and I'm looking at who's in the first round, Harry is there because he plays hooker. Full stop. Full stop. That's why he's there. He's got an okay average, but Harry's there because he plays hooker. Had, and everyone goes, an okay, everyone freaks out that there's no hookers. He has an okay average after playing like six minutes a game last year, though. Like if he's yeah. if he's playing eighty, come on, man. Yeah, but he won't be playing eighty. Why? Why? Brandon would, Smith exists. Yeah, but Brandon Smith playing thirteen. 
And Brandon Smith. You reckon? Get- you reckon? You reckon Harry won't take a break? I reckon Harry plays seventy minutes minimum. I a, think. A, I just at, think at in a, a world where you got the Australian hooker and the Kiwi hooker on the same team, they share the minutes, bro. Yeah, but but one of them's off to uh, off, off one of them off to Bondi and Craig. Bellamy. Yeah, but you have said to me that Melbourne are in the premiership winning business, hundred percent. But they don't have a thirteen. Like they, yeah, they don't have they it. don't have any any locks. Like Cheese will do a job at lock. And I just think Harry could just pump out. Like he he struggled last year with injuries. He, he's come back fresh. He looks real fit. He's got the he's got the head tape. Like we've got to add some head tape factor. Like that's that's adding some points. Mate, I've got the Harry, poor man's headgear. I've the got poor a, man's yeah. headgear. If Harry comes out, if he's playing tonight in a headgear and I'm not aware of it, he probably is a first round. He's got he's got the long Munster hair, a little bit longer than Munster's with the with the tape around it, and it's not even like black tape. It's it's like the the cream uh, the cream strapping tape. I'm saying it, Josh. I'm saying it, Whisperer. He's 80, not a first rounder for me. Nah, 82, 80, 82 average, Harry Grant. We'll, we'll leave him in first. If we're putting containing stags at second and third, we've got to we've, <laughs> we've got to put Harry at first. That, that, that's that's my little pipe bomb of the day. Right. I, actually, as I'm saying it out loud, as I'm so close to drafts, because Josh, are you taking him? Yes. People, you're going to take him. People are following. Know how 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 much I throb. In classic, obviously, but no, 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 are you going to take drafts, him in draft? Your 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 fifth overall pick. No, I'm not taking him. You're fifth. taking him? I'm taking him six. You're six? I'm taking him six. You're taking know. him at six? 100%. You're taking him? 100%. Like, I don't know. In a, captain, I don't know. In, in, in a captain's league only. <laughs> yeah, right? In a non-captain's league. In a non-captain's league. league, probably not. That's what I'm saying. But I still think... Who plays captains now? Unless your name's Natty and you're off your chops. No, but Who come plays on, captains? Come on, though. Like, if we're taking Mad Dog in the first round... But wh- Mad Dog... Why aren't we taking he Harry? He has a little... Spice about him. So he's got a little Grant. something there. He can do the the the, sh- the one two shimmy go go. He's off. He's straight down the middle. I'm just, you know, I might be thinking myself into it. I'm just getting trap vibes. No, I just think you'll be upset. Remember when we no. took Damien Cook in the first round last year? Yeah, he was a sure thing. He was a sure thing. There was no questions about him at all. And I'm just thinking it into existence a bit. I just don't think hookers. You don't win championships with hookers. Oh, you don't. But. When there's Harry Grant, Damien Cook, and and Reed Martin, and then the next best is Jake Turpin, I think you've got it. You've just got to pay up for Harry Grant. I feel. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is Harry Grant a first rounder if I can get Reed or Cookie in the second? You know what I mean? I, I is he? I understand what you're saying, but there's no there's no concerns with me over Harry Grant. Like the, I hear that. You can make a case. I, no, make- I had no qualms about Damien Cook going seventh overall last year. Nobody did. Yeah, it but was what was meant to happen. I might be reading too much into this, but Parramatta have signed Mitch Rain and, Mel- and, 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 mm. and, and South have signed Saliva Havili. Guys that can cover, read money who's had injuries in the shoulder. He's, he's leaving next year. Damien Cook yeah. ain't, ain't getting any younger. And we're relying on this like new coach factor, whereas like Harry Grant for me is like no. But last year, last year, South were odds-on favourites to win the whole thing. So last year, Cook goes in the first round. I'm just saying, Melbourne are very good favourites. Like they're very up there this year. It just is it not giving you Cook vibes? No. I, and this is all vibe right now. We're just shooting the shit right now. I did not have this written down coming in here. But think back to how you thought thought about Damian Cook last year. Is that not exactly how you feel about Harry Grant right now? I'll tell you what, I felt this way about AJ. <laughs> I, I felt this way about AJ Brimson as to how I feel about uh Harry Grant. My AJ remember remember last year AJ was like he was the man. Like we were taking some of us. We were taking we, we were taking about twelve overall, AJ. Yeah. Alright, we're leaving Harry Grant at first. 
um, for now. And, I mean, Teddy, there's no there's no debate needed with Teddy. The only debate is do you take him at three or do you take him at four? Yeah, whack him in there. The thing is, I think I might be shooting my foots because how many we got in there now? We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven guys. So 11. this is an 11-man draft. Yeah, 11-man <laughs> draft. Hey, if this is a ten man, if this is a ten man, I'll drop Harry into second. I reckon. I reckon. <laughs> I reckon. Uh, two months ago, this guy would, would have been one of the biggest sleepers in the league. But now, is this? It, it's, it's, it is who I think it is. I reckon two months ago he would have been one of the biggest sleepers in the league. But now, us classic lot have ruined him for you. And I'm probably going to fourth put, the fifth. Selwyn Cobo fourth the fifth. I'm putting him. It is what it is. I reckon he's just going to go overdrafted. Huh. I'm looking at our I'm looking at our tier list right now. We're acting like the second, third, fourth, and fifth rounds don't exist. So I'm putting him in fourth, the fifth. I got massive wraps on him. I think he did okay at fullback. You know, he reminded me a little bit of Latrell's first year at fullback a bit last night. Not exactly there with the defense, but going forward, he's just a monster. Um, and like I say, it's a point off for a missed tackle, right? So going forward, this kid's six foot three. He's got all the youth in the world. Got speed. He he's got he's big. Uh, uh, if I pick him up in the fourth or fifth round and play him in the center wings, I'll be happy. I don't reckon you've got as high wraps on anyone on this list as the next, as the last man on the list today. <laughs> My boy, Tavita Pangai Jr., second rounder. It is that. That's a fact. He's a second rounder. I don't care that he's going to the Bulldogs because he did it at the Broncos when they won the bloody spoon. And he went down to Penrith in a new system and he did it there too. The offload king. And you rest assured... You still get points for an ineffective offload, folks. You still get points. So, Pangai Jr., it is fitting that he was the last one out of this randomized list because I just like the bloke so much. He's a he's a unit. He runs hard. He hits hard, gets himself involved. He does look for work. He loves setting up tries. When there's an offload that comes off him, he loves it. He lives for it. Pangai Jr., I honestly have him neck and neck with Cam Murray, if not a bit above. No one else in the world is going to say that to you. No one else really feels that way. I'm have, I know. I, I, I'm probably beating the Pangai Jr. drum heavier than anyone else will. I've just got so much raps on the bloke. I think he could be anything. And everyone that talks about Pangai just goes, oh, yeah, but he's a hothead. He might have some time at the judiciary. But then we'll say, let's take bloody Angus Crichton 13th overall. So it doesn't add up to me. Um, Pangai Jr., freak, monster, get him in. Uh, I I remember a game last year with Pangai, and I looked at the the, the, the game at the end of the at the end. Of, I looked at the, the scores at the end of the game. He had thirty in base, which is not good. He had no tackle. He had no tackle busts. Oh, he might have. He might have had one tackle bust, one or two. He had no line breaks. He had no line break assists. He had no tries. He had no nothing. He had thirty points in base, and he scored ninety points that night. And I was like, how? Yeah. The, the bloke had sixty points in offloads. <laughs> That's what he does, uh, brother. Do you reckon he gets that? Do you reckon Trent Barrett just says, oh, "I'm not going to try and coach you. Just do whatever you want to do. I don't, oh, I don't mate, care." Go out there, put that weird grey jersey on, and do what you got to do. <laughs> oh, how good's the grey jersey? <laughs> I said it looks like an AFL jersey with sleeves. Oh, it did not, it did not look <laughs> look fantastic. Hey, mate, that's gonna that's gonna do oh. up all the tier list. Yeah, wow, that that was fifty eight old players. That's that's the longest podcast I've ever done. If you've stuck through us to the end, thanks very much. I'm normally a thirty minute man in and out, but there you go. They asked for it. They asked for the fifty man tier list, and you you bloody well got it, Joshy. Tell them where they find you. Um, you can find me on YouTube. Obviously, you you'll be watching this on YouTube. You can find me there, the Dual Position Podcast. I am one half of the hosting crew there. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, 
TikTok. I'm not on blowing LinkedIn. up on Twitter with some of these takes over I'm not the weekend, on, I'm not aren't on, we, mate? I'm not on LinkedIn. <laughs> I probably should. Uh, I probably should try on that. Maybe add me on my, on my on MySpace. I might add you to my top five friends list. But no, look on, on all on all the main platforms. I'm just at SC Whisperer. Um, yeah. So, and obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube. Find me at NRL Don on pretty much every platform that exists to man. And uh, boys, thanks very much for listening. I'll talk to you all on Friday.